freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of power. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Well, hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here at GOPJosh.com. Glad to be with you all today, as always, on this December 4th, Monday, year of our Lord, 2023, three days away now from the legalization of marijuana for recreational use in the state of Ohio. Big changes coming from our statehouse lawmakers. going to talk about that later in the show during the Ohio segment, plus... Right before doing this, I try to tape the interviews before the program, just in case someone doesn't show up. Uh, We sat down with Jake Warner, who is the state central committeeman for District 20. He is a great man. I I enjoyed the conversation. Look forward to you all hearing that in about 20 minutes. But let's hop into some news first, shall we? Let's talk about Ukraine. When's the last time we talked about Ukraine? Uh, From Rutgers, the U.S. is nearly out of money for Ukraine's war against Russia. The White House tells Congress... Uh, The United States is running out of time and money to help Ukraine fight its war with Russia. The White House officials warned Congress, uh, congressional leaders on Monday. Democratic President Joe Biden is asking for, uh, in October, asked Congress for nearly $106 billion to fund ambitious plans for Ukraine, Israel, and U.S. border security. But Republicans who control the House with the slim majority rejected the package. Um, Congress has to decide whether to continue to support the fight for freedom in Ukraine or ignore the lessons we learned from history and let Putin prevail. Jake Sullivan told reporters he is a a national security advisor. A vote against supporting Ukraine is a vote to improve Putin's strategy, uh, strategic position. That's just an inescapable reality. We're running out of money to support Ukraine. Who's going to tell America and, and Joe Biden that the U.S. debt clock is at, let, let's get, let it load here. It takes forever to load. There's so many big numbers on here. $33 trillion, 888,000, or million, 307, wait, no. Yeah, 888 billion, 372 million, and it keeps moving up from there. We don't have money to fight Ukraine. We don't have money to fight Hamas. We don't have the money. We are worried too much about foreign nations, and I love Israel and I stand with Israel completely, but we are so worried about other nations 
that we don't have a fight in America. If someone attacked America on the homeland, we would not be able to fight it. And that's scary to say, but, it, but it's true. We have used so many of our resources to fight other nations and fight for other nations, which I, I, I respect completely as supporting our allies. But we are going too far. I mean, truly. I'm not worried about Ukraine as much as I am about American veterans homeless on the street. I'm not worried about Ukraine the way I am worried about our young people not getting a decent education. I'm not worried about Ukraine as I am worried about young people not having a food on their table because their parent can't work. Right, That's more important to me. And that's what makes modern-day Republicans and this Gen Z era of Republicanism different than the neoconism because they're more, more worried about war and funding war than they are funding Americans. I'm more worried, more worried about making sure Americans are safe. That's my biggest priority. And so when we can fight to get hostages free in Israel that are Americans, when we can fight to get people in America, Americans that are uh, stuck in uh, Ukraine out, that's what I'm worried about. But I'm not 100% worried about Ukraine. I'm worried about that fight. We need to focus on the fight here in America because we have our own fight on our hands. And I'm just, I'm not super hyped about thinking, hey, we're going to pour even more money into Ukraine. More and more and more and more. Just keep giving and giving. If we take the money somewhere else, if we can defund another program, stop this reckless debt counter from going up and up and up and up and up, that would be one thing. But that's not what Congress wants to do. Congress just wants to spend and spend and spend and not actually fix a problem. And that number is scary. I'm a 17-year-old. I'm going to have to pay that someday. Or my children or my children's children or my children and keep going down. We'll have to pay that someday. Here's the, the debt to GDP ratio. It was 52%, 34%, 55%. Now we're 122%. And we just keep burning. Over $100,000 in debt. Per taxpayer, or, or per citizen, $259,000 per taxpayer. That Because that's a good statistic. That's what, what we want to be doing in America. No, focus on America. Our politicians need to focus on America. I'm tired of it. Uh, so Trump files an uh, intent to appeal a reinstated gag order. This is from the Daily Caller News Foundation. Former President Trump. To, to switch gears here majorly, is uh, seeking to appeal a decision reinstating a gag order that was put in place to prevent him from discussing members of the judge's staff during a civil fraud trial, according to court documents. The order, which prohibits Trump from publicly commenting about members of the uh, judge Arthur Ingram's staff, uh, was temporarily lifted on November 16th, but a New York's appeals court reinstated the gag order on November 30th. The motion was filed with the New York Appellate Court Division, First Judicial Department, the state's highest court, according to the court documents. Um, so if you're trying to put President Trump in a gag order, why are you even bothering? I, I love how they think anything's going to happen from this. If he has to put some of his fortune, his, his billions of dollars that he has into this legal battle, so what? Right? He, he has the money, he has the donations, and, and I uh, people talk about, well, you know your donations to Trump are actually going to fund his legal fees. Yeah, I, I support that. I, I look forward to, to helping fight and fund the fight for this country when I buy a MAGA hat. I'm fine with that. I, I'm wearing a, an official Cali Fame Headwear Ace, um, Ace uh, Specialties MAGA hat right now. And it went to help fund Trump's legal fees. And I'm fine with that because he's going to win the election. And if you're going to make him spend more money in legal fees, so what? 
uh, but you're not going to successfully lock up the president of the United States, former or current, because that's the job of the, the, the Secret Service to make sure that doesn't happen, right? So if you think they're going to get locked up, uh, you have a rude awakening coming. And so keep doing the gag orders, whatever. Trump will fight it and he'll win uh, because we always win. As Trump would say, do we have the clip of about winning? Do we have that on the soundboard? I got to find this. Um, I think we have it pulled up here. It's a, it's a great, no, we don't. We're going to be winning so much, we may even get tired of winning. And, and it's just a, a, a key Americana a clip. Um, and, and, and it's true. Uh, here we go. Do we have it? Nope. These are all way too long. Okay. Never mind. Here, but Trump wins. He won the 2020 election. We know that for a fact. He's going to win the 2024 election. And if you keep putting more and more and more and more and more and more into this, then so be it. Uh, when we return, we have some interesting culture stories for you before we talk to Jake Warner in about 10 minutes. Uh, Frazier's Kelsey Grammer tells the BBC he still supports Trump. Now, we'll talk about why that's funny here in just a minute. Uh, a Chiefs fan, remember the nine-year-old that was pretty much hung by Deadspin for having a, a, a headdress on in black face paint? You might be suing. We'll talk about that when we return here on The Conservative Crusader. You're listening to the youngest hour of talk radio in the nation. Back right after this. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. This is the Conservative Crusader. Some of the biggest news this weekend, and welcome back, this is the Conservative Crusader, was about the college football playoffs. Now, I'm not really a big uh, sports guy. We don't talk sports on this program very often. Um, but we know that that Michigan is an undefeated Big Ten champion. They're number one. I, I believe Washington's Pac-12. I could be wrong with that, but they're number two. They're undefeated. Number three is Texas. They have one loss, but they're in there because they're a good team. And Alabama's number four. They're in there because they're a good team with one loss, and they're also the SEC SEC champion. That leaves Florida State, the Seminoles, out of there. Hot take, because apparently every congressman in America is fighting and worrying about this right now. I believe they made the right decision. I've watched many football games over this this past uh, uh, season, and I genuinely believe that that. Alabama is a better, better sports team, a better football team than Florida State. And you can say, well, maybe they deserve it. You know, they deserve it more. Um, I don't, I don't think you deserve anything in this world. And we, we've proven that to be true through everything else. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I, I don't really see this being a, a major deal that Congress should be focusing on as they are right now. Thanks, Rick Scott, for wasting your time. But they made the right decision. Uh, through and through, and I think that will come to fruition even further. Uh, so let's go here now to this other sports-related story with this nine-year-old who wore Chiefs face paint. Uh, he's a young man. He was on uh, Jesse Waters with his dad. Let's let's play this clip here. I believe this is him reacting to the whole thing. So so let's play this cut here. Let's get 
my Spaces phone out of the way and, and get this pulled up here for you all. Okay, because a lot of kids at school are getting excited, but it's starting to get me a little nervous because if they go a little bit overboard, it's a little scary. I bet it's scary. It can be a very overwhelming experience. How has the community been in terms of support? Um, okay. So far. Good. And you're a football guy, right? Don't you have practice in a few yeah. minutes? Yeah. yeah. We're getting ready to head out the door for all-star practice. What position do you play? Wide receiver and free safety. It's amazing. And how big of a Chiefs fan are you? Really big. Uh, so that's his, uh, him with his father on Jesse Waters. He's a young guy. Listen to his voice. Now, for those long-time listeners of this program, you're probably familiar with that style of voice. That's what I sounded like when I started the program in 2020. Uh, this is a young guy. He's nine years old. Remember, Deadspin put out this article about how he's a racist for wearing a, a headdress and black and red face paint and this and that. He's a new generation of racists. He knows how to be racist a new way. Um, they're going to consider to sue and threatening to sue the publisher and the reporter. Uh, Holden Armida's parents, Shannon and Rawl, have hired Claire Lockie, LLP, to demand that the sports news site and senior writer Karen Phillips issue a retraction for his story, headlined, quote, the NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface native headdress. They also threatened further legal action against the reporter Deadspin, publisher Geo Media, and Great Hill Partners in a letter obtained by News Nation. These articles posted on X and photos about Holden and his parents must be retracted immediately. It's not enough to quietly remove a tweet from X or disable the article from Deadspin's website. You must publish retractions and issue an apology to my clients with the same prominence and fanfare with which you defamed them. Remember, this wasn't just one tweet. This this Karan guy, or this, he actually, he, he thinks he's important enough. He actually has something on the top of his page that tells you how to pronounce his, his name. Oh, he has his page locked now, and I don't follow him. I wonder why, because you're a coward. Anyway, uh, he, he put out like four or five different tweets about this young guy. And the, the article was selected, the photo was selected very intentionally. He had this line down his face, black on one side, red on the other. He turned his head for one moment. The TV camera got that. Karan Phillips put out the big article. And, and so this is a very intentional defamation of this young guy trying to make him stop doing what he's doing or whatever else. Uh, he wrote in this article, it takes a lot of respect to disrespect or, or lots of, uh, takes a lot of disrespect uh, to two groups of people at once. Um, a community note, <laughs> pardon me, I don't know where that came from, tagged it purposely deceiving. And I, I'll put it up here for those Rumble viewers. Uh, you can see the the photo of the young man that they chose where they had his, his face turned to the side. Now, even in this photo, you can tell this young guy is, he's a young guy. I mean, he, he looks small. He's wearing a number 87 jersey. He's a big Chiefs fan, but I'm glad to see they're suing it and thinking about it. Now, that's a big deal to me because you can't just let these people run wild with whatever they want to say about you. I, I support the the suit, and I, I would love, I still, the offer is still open for Nick Sandman, for the young man Jaden, I believe his name was, with the Don't Tread on Me patch, for the young man in Ch Kansas City, and for Kyle Rittenhouse. So join me on this program to discuss how the left hates them. I would love to do that. That offer is open. Uh, so Frazier's Kelsey Grammer tells uh, BBC he supports Trump. 
Now remember, this is a long time um, where where Roseanne Barr came out supporting Trump. They try to take her down. It didn't work. She's more popular than ever. She does a podcast now. She had Tucker Carlson on to talk about his uh, vice presidential options. Uh, so she's doing a great show, a great time by herself here. We have the audio where Kelsey Grammer's talking about this. And, and I'll tell you why it's funny here after the break. Or after, but after humor the is our food, I guess. It's our fuel to continue. And uh, I'll never quit. I got to ask you about politics before we finish. You mentioned Roseanne early on, <laughs> who mm-hmm. had a great comeback, but also was a Trump supporter. You were, at least you were a Trump supporter. I'm fascinated to know if you, if you still are. I am. And um, that's, I'll let that be the end of it. <laughs> that was the end of it. Though I have to say, actually, Kelsey Grammer himself was perfectly happy to go on talking about it. The Paramount Plus PR people less happy that he talked about it at some length. They'll so be we, really thrilled that you mentioned that. Yeah, that's right, really thrilled. Anyway, they uh, they decided that uh, we'd had plenty of time for our interview. But I should stress that he was absolutely perfectly happy to talk about why he supports Donald Trump and still does uh, in the coming election. I should also. And that was from the BBC. That's the credit to the clip pulled from the National Pulse. Raheem Kassam's publication, a great site. I encourage you all to read it uh, all the time. I do it all the time. And uh, so this is really funny to me because I I recently got Paramount Plus because I'm a big Good Burger fan from the old uh, Nickelodeon movie. So I I got it to watch the second version. Not as good, by the way. Not nearly as good. But I, I, I have Paramount Plus. And I noticed that, that Frasier, the, the old show, was on it where he had his talk radio program where he talked about uh, psychology and, and whatever else he did. Uh, and so I started watching it the other day. I'm like, this guy seems kind of cool. Just the, 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 the general perspective. Never heard of Kelsey Grammer before. Never seen Cheers or anything like that. And they're doing a reboot of it now. I haven't gotten that far. I'm going to watch the whole program, the original one, first. Um, but it's really cool to hear that this guy's a, a Trump supporter, unabashed, in Hollywood, doing the work of the people, doing... Uh, fun stuff, doing fun shows. It is a good show. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I encourage you all to watch it, especially now. And I, I look forward to seeing if he gets canceled the same way that you know, that the left wants to take down everyone else that supports President Trump. Because he, he was very unabashed. He didn't hesitate. He just went out and, and right away said, yeah, I, I support Trump. And that is so honorable, something no pe- people don't do anymore. People don't do at all. Uh, especially in those spaces. So the fact he came out, said it, and stands by it is major. And I, I'm happy to see it. I, I really am. And maybe we'll have more tides turning. We have the rappers for Trump. We have the Kelsey Grammer for Trump. We have the GOP Josh for Trump. All the major people, the Ohio Republican Party for Trump. Uh, and I guess we'll see what happens. I'm getting now... Uh, I'm not going to get deep into the story because it's stupid, but Liz Cheney wrote in a book that no one's going to read. It's going to be number 9,000 in two days on Amazon. Um, we're, we're <laughs> Pardon me, I'm coughing a lot today. She keeps talking about how Trump wouldn't eat, and Kevin McCarthy had to go down to Mar-a-Lago to make him eat after January 6th, and Trump put out on Truth Social, actually, I was eating too much. They told me to stop eating. <laughs> Which is just funny, and she's getting taken down once again. Uh, America First Post is reporting that Liz Cheney claims Trump will never leave office if elected again in 2024. I'm glad she thinks the man's immortal. Uh, I also hope Trump's immortal. And, uh, you know, he'll, he will be reelected again. And if he doesn't leave office until, you know, I mean, he you don't have to convince me. I like the guy. Back after this with Jake Warner, Ohio Republican Party, State Central Committee, JakePropertyServices.com. 
Back after this on The Conservative Crusader. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Joining us now on the line is a friend of the program. I believe this makes him a three-timer on the program. He is an Ohio Republican Party State Central Committeeman of the District 20 over in Licking, Fairfield, and Perry Counties, I believe. You can correct me if I'm wrong there. He's a business owner. Jake Warner joining us once again. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having me, Josh. Well, anytime. Appreciate every chance I get to, to speak with you. Uh, so first of all, the sure. Ohio Republican Party had their State Central Committee meeting uh, on Friday. We, we did live coverage of that. And so people here watched it. How do you, as a member of the body, uh, think it went? Well, there's some highlights. Um, you know, we endorsed Donald Trump for president, which I think is huge. And, you know, there was some debate about that. I'm not sure if that was that in the public session or was that in. Uh, there was a little there? bit. There was a little bit during the public session where they talked about, well, we shouldn't endorse in primaries. And that's kind of my next question. Right. Um, but I, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, of course, because they, they went into executive so, shortly after that. Yeah, it was a it was a debate about should we endorse in primaries or not? I think, you know, I ended up not speaking at this point. I kind of let it go because it sounded like the endorsement was going to get go through and. I didn't need to say anything else. And that's what I, I wanted to endorse the president. I think um, Trump should be treated as an incumbent, not an open seat. If it was an if it was a hundred percent open seat and we weren't in the circumstances we are right now, I'd say, yeah, let's let the people decide. Let's look at the but look at the debates. They're not even legitimate candidates. Trump's the nominee. He's up 50 some points in every poll and every state everywhere. Um, yeah, let's end this and stop wasting money, I think. I mean, get these other guys out. I mean, Ron DeSantis needs to get out of the race. Vivek needs to get out of the race. Chris Christie's an idiot. Uh, what else What else can you say, right? I can put Trump's going to be the guy. He, he and, will be the and guy. That's, Again? That's what I was going to say. If, if I did stand up, I was going to say, hey, for those of you that don't want to endorse in primaries, look at Trump as an incumbent, because, you know, if he was, there'd be no question he we would be supporting him. So do you but, think in other primaries, the Ohio Republican Party should get involved and endorse? Or is this kind of a, a one time situation because he's leading so heavily? Well, I think in Jan I think there'll probably be a January meeting to talk about endorsements of you know, everyone but the blue 22, all the incumbents that need to be reelected. You know, I think that's that's something we always would do. I think that's something that probably always should happen is voters need to know who the Republican Party supports. Uh, but and when the it's blue 22, primary, for those who don't know, blue 22, they voted for the Democrat nominee or Democrat chosen guy for speaker. They worked with the Democrats. Uh, so they, they're not good people, and we need to make sure they're out of there. For those who are going to say, we should never endorse, you you want these people out of there. Trust me, they're not doing the, the best interests of the people. Um, right. So you mentioned people want to know who the Republican Party is backing. Uh, would you say after what happened in, in November where we had issue one and issue two both pass very bigly, uh, would you say the Ohio GOP endorsement has a major effect in the state of Ohio? 
Uh, yeah, it should. I think, um, hmm, good question. I mean, we should have won those, but uh, it's kind of like we did the endorsement and then sat on our hands. Not me, but like the GOP, the party. That's what they, that's what it seems like the party didn't even do as much as they did for August, but we lost in August as well. We lost in August. We lost in November on one and two. I mean, Hey, I don't know what to say about it. I'm just as disappointed as you are. I can't say that I know like it's this person's fault or it's this, you know, I, I will say DeWine's speech about issue one was very weak. It was a losing proposition and they ran that commercial in, into the ground. And it, it wasn't a solid message. It was, you know, if you look at that, break that commercial down as far as like, if you look at it as he's selling something, which he is, he's trying to sell the public on voting no on issue one. It was a weak argument. It, I mean, there was no... There was no good sales tactic. The the it wasn't a good commercial. It wasn't even put together well. You know. Yeah, I completely but, I mean, agree it's with not you. Obviously, it's not Dwayne's fault. I'm just saying, you know, that's not going to get it done. You have to be a little more passionate about it. You can't say, but that's what good politicians do. Well, I shouldn't say good, but that's what politicians do. They say both sides of an argument then tell you something and make you think they're on your side. Yeah. And that's and exactly what he was trying to do. And, and, and like, yeah. And the, the party didn't even get involved in that race. I imagine they'll do more uh, for the Trump uh, president Trump in Ohio. That's kind of their job to work for the Republican candidate and acting like he's not the Republican candidate is a joke. Um, so outside of the endorsement, nothing major happened. I mean, we had a couple appointments to the, to the committee, but I don't think anyone listening will know either of their names that, that were appointed. Uh, so nothing major happened in the public eye. They went quickly into executive session. I noticed that with Alex Trantafilu. He likes to go into executive session very quickly after the, the big things that people are going to clap about it are all are over. Um, so I don't know exactly what happened in the door. I don't expect you to tell us. That's kind of the point of the executive session. I'm hearing that bylaw changes, a platform might have been discussed. Are, are you happy with how these agenda items turned out? And, and do you think they're, they're working well for the people of Ohio and, and will actually help our fight going forward? Well, you know, part of the part of uh, well, I can I want to go back in a minute. I want to talk to you about the appointments at some point. I want to yeah, if we get do a it chance, now. I take, talk take, about take, that. take it over now, sir. Okay. I, I kind of skipped by it. So I the, forgot it was one of your seats. So I, I, I apologize. Yeah, the appointment, the one of the seats was to appoint for Sabrina, my wife, who had resigned shortly after, you know, the November election. So there was a there was um one of the applicants or one of the people that put their petition out and was petitioning to be state central committee woman position for district 20 uh, was from Lancaster and her name is Angela White. Angela White was endorsed by Licking County party chairman, Fairfield County party chairman, Perry County party chairman, and Troy Balderson state rep, or a, um, what is he, a, a congressman. Balder yep. Troy Balderson's a congressman. She was endorsed by Jeff LeRae, Kevin Miller, who are a member of the Blue 22. They're a couple of the traitors that voted with the Democrats back uh, uh, about this time last year. But 
Also, our state senator for District 20, Tim Schaefer, endorsed Angela White. But because Angela White has so many ties to this group of uh, Blue 22, these traitor state reps, and uh, also Jason Stevens, that the Ohio Republican Party, the group of 66 folks that voted, actually voted for her opponent named Carrie Masterson, just because, not because Carrie is so good, but because Angela White is such a traitor, which I think is amazing. I think it's a, a big uh, wake-up call to licking Fairfield and Perry to the county parties to say, you're out of touch. You literally are out of touch with what's going on in the Republican Party. So, you know, that was awesome. That was awesome to see probably the biggest surprise of the day. Uh, the other appointment, um, I'm not sure it could have gone either way. Wasn't that exciting. Neither person that was running gave a speech that could change the crowd. It did have to go to a second vote. And then the, uh, the kind of like the one that was put up by the establishment won squeaked out a victory. Uh, but I hope uh, Linda, the, the um, Linda Cottell was the person that didn't win in district eight. I hope she keeps running and, and sticks with it. So, uh, and I forget what your question was that got me thinking about this, Josh, but that to me, Angela White losing was amazing to say to the, the establishment and licking Fairfield and Perry that says, get with the program. You're you're out of touch. Well, I'm very glad to see the establishment person lose. I know she was she was champion uh, championing all her endorsements and named off all the people up on stage, and it didn't really impress me that a state senator's endorsing someone in this race. I know it's a state senator yeah. race, but I don't really care what they have to say when it comes to party politics, especially knowing the Republican caucus can't stick together anytime. Uh, my question was about what happened during executive session. I know you don't want to get oh. into specifics, of course, but are you happy with how uh, – I don't even know if this actually happened, but I'm reading on like the Ohio Election Forum and so forth that bylaws were discussed, a platform was discussed. Do you believe these, these sort of things worked in favor of the establishment or in favor of, of we the people? Well, I think uh, the platform is good. It's not very um... – meaty or whatever it's it's very watered down and plain and basic but it's a platform that can establish what the party i think it's like a 10-point platform it's a, like a front and back of one piece of paper with 10 different bullet points that the party stands for so that to me is good i feel like to the you know to you and i people like us that really follow politics we want more but to the to the general public i think it's probably enough for folks to realize what the party stands for um i think the bylaws updates you know nails down a bunch of stuff that is uh one thing i thought was interesting in the new bylaws is it it lays out how you can actually get expelled <laughs> You can get expelled from the party now. There's a there's a mechanism to kick somebody off the committee. There's also, um, uh, you know. Now, before we continue, they, do you think that was directed at anyone in particular, or is that just a, a potential for the future? Or were they well, mentioning think, names? Uh, or what's going on there? No one mentioned names or knows why. But, you know, if you remember, there was a guy early on named Patrick Regan Patrick Reagan, that literally he got yeah, I remember elected. Him. I remember him. Yeah, 
we asked for his resignation and he resigned, thankfully, because literally there was no way to get him off if he wouldn't do it. Uh, but he was he, a big uh, liberal as well, if I remember right. He was he was not conservative yeah. on any pl- party platform issue besides having the last name Reagan. Yeah, he just got elected somehow, slipped through the cracks. But he um, he supported Hillary Clinton. He you know flaming liberal. So uh, that that's a problem. So I I do believe you know we should have a mechanism and it lays things out of what you can do to get yourself kicked off. Uh, I can't remember anything else that was, oh, something else with the bylaws is they tried to put something in there, and I, I believe it got voted down. I actually got confused at this point during the meeting and um, almost voted the wrong way, but we worked it out. The um, It was very confusing the way they put it forward, but basically if you are uh, running for state central committee or on state central committee, when you file to run for something else you're immediately removed was the new bylaw they were trying to push through Hmm. Uh, and they and and i believe i'll have to check exactly i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure it got voted down and the way it is now is is the way it's always been you're not removed until you get elected you can you can run for state central committee and something else and then depending on if you win like say you win a school board race, you can't be on central committee or if right. you win a state rep or commissioner. Yeah. And I, so, I know there's a couple strong members of the committee that are, that seem to be good, at least from the public eye that are running for other offices. So that would kind of get rid of them right away. I'm not a big fan of that at all. Um, I'm not sure why they did that. I'm not sure whose point that was or why they want that. Like why that would even, cause you think they would want it the way I want it. Like this, all of us would want to be able to run for more than one office and then just resign if, you know, if you win the other office. Right. I, I agree with you on that. So uh, I'll be putting in the show notes today your your Facebook page, obviously, where your your friend page where people find you all the time. I'll also be live linking jakespropertyservices.com, which is a great business. Uh, not really sure who Jake is, but he seems like a great guy that runs that. <laughs> jakespropertyservices.com, really nice down and below. Anything else you want to shout out and, and put out there? Hey, the other thing I'll say about executive session is we did pass four resolutions. One was a pro-life resolution. One was a resolution to support uh, and basically prevent what the Blue 22 did. Uh, and voting with the Democrats to elect a Speaker of the House. There's a resolution basically against that. Um, And honestly, I forget what the other two resolutions... Oh, one was a resolution to uh, speak out against like what's happening in Israel right now, the Hamas terrorist stuff. Um, That's pretty incredible. And I know I'm leaving one out right now. Those were all four. There was four... I'll get to the list. All four were voted unanimously. So, why know, those weren't done in public are confusing, especially knowing it was unanimous. But that's besides the point. <laughs> um, Mr. Warner, thank now. you for joining us again today. Uh, we look forward to having you on anytime you want to be here. Okay. Thank you, sir. Have yes, a great day. You too. Talk soon. This is the Conservative Crusader right back after this here on GOPJosh.com. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe P. Josh. 
We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. I never thought I would say this on this program, but roll tide. As we alluded to earlier in the program, uh, Michigan will be taking on Alabama, uh, Alabama for the national championship, and well, roll tide, folks, Uh, because I'm not interested in seeing Michigan win a national championship. Welcome back. Hope you had a good time listening to that interview with Jake Warner. He is a great man, and I I look forward every time I get the chance to speak with him. If you want to miss part of it listening to the broadcast, you can go back to the podcast after the fact, gopjosh.com. Uh, very cool. You can listen there. You can find the Rumble uh, link should be out tomorrow. Uh, I'm getting a message from listener of the show, Hava, that says, I'm not sure if it's suitable for minors, if Frasier is suitable for minors. Uh, rating, TV Parents Guide. Let's look. TV's Parents Guide from CommonSenseMedia.org. We're going to rebuke this before we get into the actual rest of the program because this is making me mad. 13 plus is the rating by the Parents Guide. And so, you know, we're going to roll with it. It's going to work. I'm over 13. Many on uh, on on Twitter disagree, but I, I'm over 13. We're good to go. Uh, so Ohio Republicans are trying to take down the weed le- legislation that passed on the ballot issue. This is a bad idea. I, I don't like the weed issue, but this is a bad idea. Uh, what they're trying to do here, they're trying to ban marijuana growth at home, increasing the substance tax rate, altering how the taxes are distributed, and even more, they're trying to end home grow, which is the major part of it. They're trying to lower the THC content allowed. They're trying to change the tax rate. They're trying to do everything that, that was key that they campaigned on in this legislation. This is a bad idea. The only thing that they're doing that I would encourage and support is changing so you can't smoke in public, and that's still a crime. It should be a crime if you pull out a joint in public and start smoking it or using a vape, a weed vape in public, that should be and is currently against the law until December 7th, and it should be under the new law, because you don't want to go down down Broad Street in Columbus, and you already can only smell weed, so you don't want to make it even worse. Um, it passed with 67 or 57% of the vote, almost 60%. Uh, the Senate changes have a long way to go. I doubt they pass, but if we pass this issue, if we pass these Senate changes, we are going to lose on every issue going forward. The Republican Party is going to lose. And I am not a fan of, of marijuana legalization by any means, and everyone knows that. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to mess around, and everyone's going to pass everything as a constitutional amendment. Fun fact, this is a citizen-initiated statute. And part of the campaign in August was that the citizen-initiated statutes will not change uh, the, the sort of the, the threshold for them to pass, right? We're going to encourage citizen-initiated statutes if issue one in August passes. 
uh, to raise the threshold to 60%. Obviously, it didn't pass. But they decided to go citizen-initiated statute for this. And the General Assembly, the Republican Party, went to the voters and said, we will not majorly change this if you pass it because you pass it. And you can do this instead. You can trust us to honor your word and our word in our word instead if you, um, if you decide to go this way. If we decide to do this, the redistricting changes that are being planned, the minimum wage that's being planned, the ranked choice voting that's being planned will not be a citizen-initiated statute. It will be a constitutional amendment, and we will not have any say whatsoever. If you decide with a hot-button issue that passed by 57% to change it and modify it and go crazy with it, I don't know how you can think we're ever going to win again. Do I encourage reasonable changes? Yes. Do I believe that not being able to smoke publicly will make everyone mad? No. I mean, probably, but no. Uh, really, I, I don't know why we're trying to go crazy with this. And obviously, I would encourage a, a, a petition to get rid of it completely. I would support that 100%. But that's not going to happen. The voters voted for it. And if we're going to have any sort of direct democracy in the state of Ohio, which we have, we have to honor that. We have to honor what the voters chose. Now, I don't encourage the vote. I don't like the vote. I, I openly campaigned against the vote. I was a young voice against it, uh, issue two. But we're just going to mess around and make it a deeper hole for us if we fight this. Uh, the amount of different changes they're working on right now, I don't have a count for. I know they're trying to do um, $15 minimum wage. That will change and grow go up every year with the rate of inflation. They're trying to do ranked choice voting. Not really good. Not not a good thing for us to have, ranked choice voting. They're trying to do all kinds of, what was the other one? Redistricting. They're trying to change that all up too. We can do some of these citizen-initiated statutes and be able to change them. But if we go crazy and completely and totally and utterly change the marijuana legislation, the Republican Party is over. I hate to say it. All right, friends, we have to wrap up here with the Ohio segment because we had that long interview with uh, with Jake Warner. Hope you enjoyed uh, jakespropertyservices.com for everything with Jake. We're going to be right back very soon on Wednesday with you on the 6th, uh, one uh, almost uh, just about a week out from the big major, um, or, or a month out from the big major, major anniversary of the insurrection. So we'll, uh, we'll be back with you uh, December 6th. This is the Conservative Crusader. Make sure you rate the podcast five stars. Download it. Even if you don't listen on the podcast, you download it. Rate it five stars. That severely and crucially helps boost us in the algorithms. If you'd like to support this program, support the content you love, go to patreon.com slash gopjosh, patreon.com slash gopjosh, and we look forward to seeing you all very soon. This is the Conservative Crusader. We'll be back on uh, Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 